This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it is podcast time. It is... Thursday, Al Dukes missed you the last few days. How are you? Today's Wednesday, Jerry. Today's Wednesday, but uh, sorry. Yes, Stupid. do not get people's hopes up that the week is coming right. to a close. My bad. Right, and I'm off Thursday. I don't know why I was thinking today was Thursday. Today is Wednesday, yes. Jerry. I was very excited oh. to get in the mail our very first piece of fan mail that was written to Alan Jerry podcast. Really? Yeah. Have you opened this yet? I have already. I opened is it, it bad? yesterday. No. It was a very nice letter. A, a man, uh, Jimmy from Astoria, sent us a letter. Well, that's very nice. Handwritten, which nowadays is very difficult it's rare. to... Not only is it rare, but it's hard for me to read handwritten sure. letters now. Sure, Because I'm so used to typing. Now, is it in script? It is in... Uh, it is not in script. It's some sort of combination of printing and script. Okay. This is dated December 11th. Uh, Al and Jerry podcast had to drop you a line uh, to oh had to drop you a line and tell you that I only listen to one podcast. I'm 59 years old, semi-retired. I could listen to you both all day. Forget paying for Mike. I would definitely pay for yours. How about that? We well, could get upwards of 8.99, Jerry. I'll take 4.99. I heard your 1210 podcast where Jerry got the call from MSG about tickets Mm. reminded me of the constant calls I would get from the Mets. I'm out of work two years now, so I finally told the guy, okay, I'm not working. You guys give me a job in the mailroom or whatever, and I'll buy all the tickets (laughs) you want. Did he get a job? Uh, uh, He did not say. That was the end of me getting calls from the Mets. Really? Signed, Jimmy. Jimmy, hang in there, and I would think that you would still get calls because mm, I think you were in a database most of the time. Yeah, and I would find it hard to believe that someone would actually get off the phone and say, "You know what? Let me delete that." Right. So good for the Mets if they actually did that. If you would like to write to the Alan Jerry Podcast, you could write that uh, in care of Alan Jerry Podcast, WFAN, three forty-five Hudson Street, tenth floor. New York, New York, 10014. And make sure you put 10th floor. It'll get to us much faster. Yes. This is from Jimmy. So thank you, Jimmy. You are the first person to ever write to us. Appreciate that, Jimmy. Well, that was very nice. Like, really write. We get a lot of people writing to us on Twitter and social that, media. Which is lazy. It's this also, guy, right. J- Jimmy, went out of his way to... He went the extra mile. He went and got his yellow legal pad. I don't know if you were able to see Steve that, Steve Summers-like. Yeah, a very much a Steve Summers-like a yellow legal pad. He, yeah. He took to uh, grab the pen, probably a Bic, 
and wrote to us and folded it three ways and probably a bit right into the mail. Yep. What's the blue pen? These are like the Bix. Yeah, those are Bix. What's the blue pen? Because that's what I use. Uh, it's probably also by the Bic company. You I think, think Bic they just has this. There's like Bic monopoly and, on pens. Yeah, Bic and like one other company. I forget the, the one name. that's got all the inks in the one pen. Yeah, red. Blue, oh, I love those in school. Yeah, well, they were fun. The yeah. problem is they don't last very long. They do not last. You would have like a blue, black, red, and green. Oh, green. That's right. No one ever used green. Red, um, you would use if you were correcting somebody. You'd use green. You suck. Let me write that in red so it stands out in your paper. <laughs> a new survey is out, Jerry. It says 73% of Americans. That's a lot of Americans. A lot of Americans. I'm going to say that's the majority. Do not get a holiday bonus. Yeah. That used to like legitimately be a thing, though, in yeah. our dad's days. It was a thing when I started here. Bonuses? Yeah, my first two years. Holiday bonus. Mm-hmm. From management? Yes. Wow. My first two years. Like how much cash would you get? Um, would everyone get the same, or would it be based on your salary? We got I'm trying to think like a percentage was. of your I salary. I want to say my first two years, I got five hundred dollar gift gift certificates. Really? Yes. One was to Models. And the other one was to I'll say a restaurant. The clam house that used to advertise. I don't. No, it wasn't Umberto's. No, but to Umberto's. the first two years, nineteen ninety seven and ninety eight, got uh, gift certificates. Like and sizable ones, not fifty bucks. Like, yeah, it was they were five hundred dollars. It was awesome. That is nice. And and then it stopped. I will love a bonus. Yeah, yeah. So would I. When I worked at K Rock with uh, General Manager Tom Chiasano, who people may know from the Howard Stern Show, he got everybody uh, turkeys. Okay. Big frozen turkeys, like you show For up, Christmas. Yeah, you show up to work, and there'd be a turkey. There would be a room full of frozen turkeys. Go grab your turkey. Right. But these turkeys are like, you know, 15 pounds. Right. And then I walked. You didn't have to go shopping until February. I had to walk, though, to the bus stop. With the turkey. With the turkey. See, again, hence the problem with New York. And then the bus home with the turkey, defrosting the whole time. So stupid. And I remember thinking, I'm going to walk from 56th Street to... Uh, Port Authority. Holding a turkey. Yeah. And if I see a homeless shelter that cooks, I'm going to give them this turkey. Would you even know where there's a homeless shelter? No, it turns out I did not find well, of one. Of course you didn't. That's not, You know what I was looking for? And maybe someone, I'm serious about this. If someone out there knows, I was actually looking online for like an orphanage. Yeah. In my, not my, anywhere within a half hour. To adopt some kids? To drop off some, to drop off some toys or something. Oh. Like, do they take... Secondhand stuff. I mean, I feel bad. These kids have nothing, right? Right. I don't know what you do. I always hate just dropping stuff off in the bins because you don't right. know if it really gets. You hope that it does get to where it's supposed to get to. But I thought if you go drop off some stuff, I thought that'd be a nice gesture. I don't that know where would to go. Be nice. I'm not. It's kind of like you. You didn't know where the homeless shelter was. I don't know where there's right. like an orphanage where people need the help. So, and I mean, and, and please don't tweet at me that places in Manhattan or Connecticut. Right. I mean. Like Monmouth, Ocean County, New Jersey, right. something like that. Where Jerry and I live. Yeah. You want to give back to your community. Yes. I would like to do that. Where you have a home where your children play. Correct. Exactly right. Okay. Not where they're Buffalo roam. Right. <laughs> there are no Buffalo in where we live in New Jersey. There are not. So uh, no year-end bonuses for people. People who do get bonuses, though, Jerry, they average $500 a bonus. See that? That's exactly That's what we got nice. years ago. Jerry, how do Americans spend their bonus? 
Um, well, I mean, after taxes, five hundred bucks is two hundred sixty right. dollars or two hundred seventy-five dollars. I'm going to say they go out and buy themselves something. Thirty-three percent purchase holiday gifts. Twenty-two percent put it towards savings. Twenty percent pay down debt they owe, and twelve percent invest the money. So no one buys you. themselves anything. Stock. Market. I don't believe that. Stock market has been an absolute. Has not gone well. S show, as but they as say. Guy Adami will say, "Just ride it out. You'll ride out fine. what? Stop looking at it. I'm with you. I'm. I whatever. I don't get it. Uh, Kiss Jerry is coming out with a greatest hits album again. Well, why they have one already? They've have multiple greatest hits records. Well, that's some racket. It's very huh? strange. Especially Who's buying an album today, right? Especially a greatest hits like the band Train, who I love. Train, love Train. Yeah, they just came out with the greatest hits. Most of us nowadays are streaming. Right. I can build my own Correct. greatest hits. As I have on my phone. Yes. I don't know who buys music anymore. I mean, I guess spending $12 a month as I do for the music service. Yeah, you're buying. But am I really buying? I mean, right. how much are they getting? Not a lot. No. No chance. But, I don't, the whole music business is wacky right now. I used to love a greatest hits record back yes. in the day because you felt like you were getting your money's worth. Me too. Because if you paid $15 for a CD and you only liked one or two songs, yep. you're like, rip. That's why the Peter Frampton double live greatest hits, that was like the best album I ever bought. Frampton Comes Alive. Yes. I'd have to go sift through albums of just nothingness. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Yeah. I was big into the uh, greatest hits. Me too. Yep. It was a great, especially like when we first converted from cassettes to CD. Yeah. If you didn't want to buy all your stuff again in CD, you would just buy the greatest hits in yep. CD. The Eagles' greatest hits? Oh, huge seller. I like when the, the Beatles came out with their double CD, what, three series of them? Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Yes. That's the one band you and I many times have driven home, and they have the Beatles' lunch break on 104.3. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes we'll be listening to that. Sometimes it's Joe and Evan. Sometimes it's 92.3. But we get to that Beatles' lunch break sometimes. Yeah. And you forget how many flops they had yes i mean so many hits and we know that but my god are there a lot of songs that are just awful that never made it i guess the same can be said for bruce and for yes. billy joel and elton john yes anyone who's got a big catalog like eddie sometimes before the show begins he will oh, play, play something from god knows what old beatles stuff and i'm yes. like what is this right no He's one like, knows what this is this is off of um revolver <laughs> like what but what song this was on the b-side yeah yeah, that is the thing. Like when these bands have a huge catalog, you start looking at at the actual album. How many misses? A lot of misses. Like Billy Joel and Elton John talk about some great greatest hits CDs. Right. I mean, them right there. Like thirty good songs. Right. For not bad. Easily. Yep. yep. Yeah, when you can do a double C D greatest hits, you've made it. Like Bob Dylan. Awesome. Like Bob Dylan. Greatest hits tremendous. Especially some of those songs are that didn't make the greatest hits list. Right. Some of them are putrid. Dylan, Elton John, Billy Joel, they each had first put out greatest hits, then double greatest hits, then a third greatest hits. Yeah, with new stuff on them every time. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to buy it every time, too. Not anymore, but at the time. That is quite prolific, Jerry. It's not bad. You know who else is quite prolific? My friends at Harry's. They are prolific. Very prolific. Used Harry's yesterday. They have a greatest hits package. It's called their Razor. One hit, but that's all they need. That's what they're defined by. The best shave you could get, Jerry. The greatest hit of shaving. Harry's. Why is that? 
I don't know. Their product's better than anybody else on the market right now. Their product is better than everyone for else. Me, anyway. And less expensive. And you get more, for me, yeah. more shaves out of one cartridge. And it comes right to your doorstep. How good is that? Well, I have a doorman in my building, but I'm uh, uh, a little better off. I don't. Mine goes right in the mailbox or sometimes on the stoop. I get a call that from downstairs. They say, Albert, my real name. They call you Albert, huh? Yeah, that's my real name. Albert, Harry's here to see you. And I know it's not an actual human being. I know it's my razors have right. arrived. And then I go downstairs. Uh, you know Harry's, Jerry? They're not a big gimmick company. They don't do vibrating heads, flex balls, handles that look like spaceships. This is what causes your razor prices to go up every year. You know why I like them? Why? They know what they're really good at. Yeah. And they've perfected it. Yeah, and they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany. I'd like to do that. They've been banging out blades in Germany 95 years. A you think they've, think they've got a system down, Pat? I do. They've got over 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. And I tell you, when I go to buy something and I look at the you reviews... You are such a review person. I go, what are, how many five-stars have we got? Yeah. So you, this is right up your alley. Because most people only do reviews when they complain. Yes. But if you got 20,000 five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. This is no joke. That's right, Jerry. Harry's replacement cartridges are just $2 each and a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Check this out, Jerry. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Like? Weighted ergonomic handle. Mm-hmm. Five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for under your nose. Rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover. How do you get it? Listeners to this podcast, Jerry, can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash postgame. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash postgame to redeem your offer and let them know Jerry and I sent you to help support the show. Awesome. Then they'll go, we advertise with that Alan Jerry more. Their listeners have called to action. <laughs> By the way, great gift for any man in your sure life. Sure is. Yeah, I agree. Father. Gave it to my dad last uncle. year. Uncle. Jerry's dad. Gave if one he... to my son last month. Really? Yeah. He's I shaving. I told you that. Yeah, he's 14. Wow. A little bit. You know, not... Not, not a thick beard. No, no. But it, it was time just to clean up a little bit, and yeah. That's nice. Kind of cool, actually. Was he excited? He was. Yeah, I would say so. Check out this diner, Jerry. In New York City, a man ordered his usual uh, meal right. at New York City's Grand Central Oyster Bar. Okay. This oh, I saw this. This past December 5th. So he orders up his oysters, but uh, there was a tiny pearl inside one of his oysters. The oysters only cost him 14 bucks. Was the pearl worth? The New York Post says that his uh, Blue Point oyster contained a pearl that could be worth Upwards of $4,000. That's that's a good day out at the restaurant. I'm going to start looking through my clams now before I eat them. Or mm-hmm. oysters. <laughs> What's the deal with that? Dude, What's the deal Like really, When I go to the jewelry store and I see pearls, right. that came from an oyster's mouth? Or are I, we man-making pearls now? I honestly have no idea. I don't know. I don't, I don't if I was Not a big pearl guy. Now, if you were this guy, his name is a Rick Antosh. Would you give this to your wife, or would you try to I sell this? Me too. No, give it to my no. 
Here, honey, I thought of you when I almost choked on it. No. I would uh, sell it and take my wife on a beautiful vacation. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Sell it, get your, probably if it's worth four grand, get your 3500 or your 3200 bucks, whatever you're going to get, and go do something with it. The executive chef's, uh, chef there said that uh, he's only the second person in 28 years to find a pearl in an oyster. So where are the, I guess people just fish for oysters and then they open them up and look for pearls? That's where all the pearls come from? I have no idea. Evidently. Nor am I interested. All right. Maybe you're interested in this. No, no, the story was fine. I meant how you find pearls. Got it. How about this Florida story, Jerry, from Orlando? Mm. A man caught what he claims is the largest Burmese python ever caught in Florida. 18-foot snake in the Everglades. Could you imagine spending time in the Everglades on an airboat? He decided he was going to capture this 18-foot python. Why? This is what he said. This is a direct quote from John Hammond, the man who caught it. Reggie Hammond from Trading Places. Uh, This is John. This is John, different Hammond. So I grabbed its head, got wrapped up from the waist down, and we fell over. And we laid there for about 30 minutes or so. Wrapped up by the snake. And I had her head... That face there the whole time while she was constricting would me. Would you wet yourself from the waist down? Like, would you just like completely lose control of well, your insides? Well, let's say I would not attempt to catch an eighteen foot python, but if I did and it wrapped itself around me for thirty minutes, he was out there by himself. Thirty minutes. It's amazing what some people are comfortable with, and what freaks other people out. Like, right? So he clearly. Has the knowledge, understands the whole snake thing. He does. We would be inside the snake. Yeah. Can you imagine that death? He said, after 30 minutes, the python let go. It was tired. He scooped up the 150-pound snake. And then what? He removes pythons from the Everglades. That's his job. That's the job. Yeah. Now, that's a job. That should be paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. Would you not agree? Yes. And it's probably one of these jobs that pays 26 grand. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh. The story goes on. He plans on skinning the snake and putting it on display in his store in Winter Park, Florida, where he sells fossils and other artifacts. My goodness. So it's his business. It's, it's not his a business, job. Right. Aye, aye, aye. Catching snakes. Could you imagine that death? Is his business. Being swallowed up by... A monster snake? No. And like knowing that you're inside a snake and that's the end of your life? They say that they have uh, caught pythons where they've opened them up and there have been people in oh there. Oh, my God. Gators, too. That is just atrocious. Gator done, gators. Oh, I love Florida. That yeah. part of Florida freaks me out. The Everglades? Well, because if you've ever looked at some of these, I know you live there for a while, you look at some of these awesome communities. They got the man-made lakes they put in. Yeah. How are you Ever, 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 ever comfortable with your kids going outside. Right. Snake, there's there's got to be snakes and gators, gators. everywhere. Yeah. Oh. Got to be worried down there in Yeah, Florida. no, I would be. I absolutely would be. And then here's a great uh, final story for you today, Jerry. You know how it's the holiday season, a lot of people traveling. We always see stories about emotional support animals. Yes. Popeye's, the uh, fast food uh, chicken place, yeah. has come up with their own emotional support chicken. It's a box in the shape of a chicken. Right, we're getting stupid now. To provide uh, emotional support where you eat their fried chicken while on the plane 
in a box that looks like an emotional support chicken. This is what it looks like, Jerry. Yeah, stupid. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's just another gimmick to sell more chicken. I would be jealous if the guy Here's next to me. Here's your emotional support chicken. Now eat it. If I just brought snacks for my flight and the guy next to me showed up with this box of emotional support fried chicken, oh man, I'd be jealous. Go buy your damn chicken. I know, but I don't think of that. Like, I always think when I get to, like, you fly a lot more than me, so you know better. I always think, like, all I really need is some pretzels and cashews. Yeah. And then you get on, and the and guy next starving. to you has emotional support fried chicken. You're like, why? Well, I don't they have get that. the full meal, or they walk. Yeah. On. What the worst is when they walk on with the Burger King. Yes, and you smell the onion rings. Yes, it's, and the know. whole plane smells right. like it. I wonder if that plane smells like the uh, the gas that you smelled like when you would go back into your car the next day. As I heard that story yesterday, with <laughs> that you would Bob. seal it in there. Wow, was that yeah. something? Anyway, I got to get out of here. All right, Jerry. Well, before you get out of here, let me just remind you because I saw this coming into the uh, Holland Tunnel this What's morning. What's that? I don't know if you saw this. There was a sign on the Holland Tunnel, digital sign. It said, drive sober or get pulled over. Good. Excellent. And it reminded me of a message from NHTSA. From now through the end of the year, December 31st, cops across the United States, they're stepping up enforcement on impaired drivers. Yeah, they are. That means do not drive drunk. You will get pulled over, and you will suffer the consequences. And that's going to be a lot of money. That could be jail yeah. time. That could be the loss of your license. That could be injuring somebody. Could be yeah. injuring yourself. Nothing it's a lot good, of nothing good about it. It's a lot. Of, there are no good things that come of it. No, nope. only bad things. And a lot of this happens, Jerry, because we don't have a game plan before we go out. So true. I always have a game plan, but I'm better than most people. So I'm asking you this to holiday season to be like season, Al, to be like me. Before you leave, go, what are we doing? Who's drinking and who's not drinking? Who's driving and who's not driving? And then stick to the plan. And then stick to the plan. Now, as a backup plan, I always have a backup. I have the Safer Ride app on my phone. Which, if people are drinking and it's hard to use complicated apps, the Safer Ride app is very simple to use. Jerry, check this out. It only has three buttons. One button calls a friend. One button locates and calls a cab company. And one button brings up your current location on a map. So when your friend's going, where are you? You hit the button. You go, oh, here I am. There's no excuse. I mean, no honestly, excuse. they've made this easy. It's very easy. Drive sober or get pulled over. Here's the other thing, though. Now, all of a sudden, everybody acts like it's no big deal to smoke weed. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of this Think new again. saying. Drive high, get a DUI. If you feel different, Jerry, you drive different. You follow what I'm saying? Al, I am with you 100% on this. All Don't right. be an idiot. Be smart. Get through the holidays alive and um, error-free. That's what I say. I'll see you Friday. I know we got the uh, warm-up coming up Oh, now. the warm-up is next. Uh, you're off tomorrow. I will see you Friday, Jerry. All right. See you, dude. So <laughs> It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. All right, here we go. It's a Wednesday morning, a couple of days off for me. Al has been pushing through, though he was lazy on Monday and didn't come in either. How are you, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. What's going on? Good to have you back. You're filling in for Boomer today. Uh, I am, yes. You're doing warm-up show, actual real show, podcast. Right. You seem fascinated by that every time we do that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of heavy lifting. We don't work. A lot of lifting, Jerry. This is not work. Just remember, lift with the legs, not the back. That's what my (laughs) physical therapist told me. Use the core. Yeah, use the core. Right. Jerry, Carlos Beltran, 
has a job now that I think is better than even backup quarterback who never gets into game. This is advisor. Special assistant to Brian Cashman. I love this as a as a like a job title. It's like a created job title. Yeah, cre- it's almost like uh, an internship for the GM. So maybe when you're done with this, you can be the special special assistant advisor to Mark Chernoff. Yes. You'd be into that. I would definitely be into I that. I you would. Like, does, does Carlos Beltran shadow Brian Cashman all day so. long? I don't think so. He probably puts, a, puts some time in. Yeah. But I would think for the most part, he shows up for big events. And I don't know when a big free agent's coming to town. Well, it makes sense this week because today, uh, Manny Machado. Bring him in. Shows up. And Carlos Beltran and he share an agent, I right. believe. Dan Lozano, I think is his name. Is that right, Dan Lozano? I don't know. You read the articles. You tell me. Do they have this meeting with Manny Machado at the I Yankee he's, offices? I believe he's visiting Yankee Stadium. The way I read it, he's visiting New York. Do they go to a restaurant in Yankee Stadium? They might. They might go to that Hard Rock Steakhouse. Or would they go to a really fancy place in Manhattan? They could do that, too. But How then much are you going to wine and dine them? I would. I guess they're going to wine and dine him quite a bit. Isn't it amazing? You have to give the guy like thirty million dollars a year and wine and dine him. Isn't like the offer enough? And they made it seem like they hired Carlos Beltran just to get this deal done. Well, the timing is curious. Very curious. All the writers were putting that together yesterday. They were piecing that together. The Yankees hired so and so, who happens to share an agent with, who will be in town tomorrow. Now, for this job for Carlos Beltran, he shows up every day for this. I, we went over that. I don't know. No, no. You said because you said you I think said, he just goes to meetings, big events, and I think he's there once in a while. I don't think this is a nine to five job Monday through Friday. I, no, I don't think so. I picture him like having a chair right next to Cashman at Cashman's desk. He's early not on. his gopher. Just like sometimes we have guys training in the, in the room where right. Eddie and I sit. But is is Carlos Beltran a GM in training? Perhaps. I don't think. Well, he could be, but I don't think he is going to be a gopher for Brian Cashman. Because you know, it's weird. Like I picture Brian Cashman having a day like I do when uh, the radio station has someone training in the room with me, and then like when I want to put my powdered peanut butter onto a granola bar and eat it awkwardly. You just said that out loud. Yeah, there's <laughs> a guy. Powdered peanut butter. There's a guy then sitting next to me. Which <laughs> yeah, is, who you're not used to. Right. You, like Eddie's used to seeing me. Like wiping, wiping peanut butter onto a granola bar, then eating it. <laughs> but when it's someone new, it's awkward. So I picture Brian Cashman like, "This is the time when I eat my can apple. I, I'd like to do that in peace, Mister Beltron." Can I let you in on a little secret? Yes, it's always awkward. Oh, <laughs> I open my mixing mouth, mixing the powder. Oh, <laughs> too much water. A little more powder. <laughs> like you're a scientist in a lab. <laughs> Here's an idea: go buy a jar of Skippy, and no, you'll be fine. Too much fat. <laughs> If you get powdered peanut butter, you're right, though. That mixture of water to peanut yes. powder, very difficult to master. And there's nothing worse than when you're using the rest of the powdered yes. peanut butter and you put too much water in and the whole thing's ruined. Yes, the whole thing is ruined. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Matt Harvey, who I believe, Jerry Racco, you said this on this on the uh, Boomer and Geo show a couple weeks ago. We were talking about Matt Harvey. Yeah. Because Boomer asked, has he landed anywhere? And you said... The Angels would be a nice fit. I said Angels or Mariners. I thought it would be perfect for him. That's a guy who watches MLB Network. But, but $11 million? 11 mil. And they go, wow. He could make $3 million more if he makes like 16 starts. That's unbelievable. Is that something? I, I thought he would have gotten 5 or $6 million. And then have some incentives to bump it up to yeah. 10 12 15 Not let's start at 11 and hope you have something. Man. 
now to we'll, be a pitcher. We won't hear from him because he'll be West Coast, so we'll like barely hear from yeah. him for a uh, for a little while till the Angels play the Yankees. Right. Uh, it, it's like the whole thing with Mike Trout, best player in baseball. We never see him. We watch highlights of him. Are the Angels popular out there? Uh, I don't believe they're as popular as the Dodgers. Right. They're not as popular as the Giants. Probably more popular than the Padres, though. Every city that has two, or every like place that has two teams, like the White Sox, no one's interested. When they win, they're interested. The White Sox? The Rays were selling out the Trop when they went to the World Series. But they're the only game in town. Like, the White Sox, do they... At, When's the last time the White Sox won anything? Uh, they were in the World Series in... The 40s? No, no. no the, the White early, Sox? Early were... 2000s, I think. They were? Remember with Ozzie Gein as their manager? Oh, right. Yeah. I, I would say early 2000s. I have to go, I don't remember. Early yeah. to mid-2000s? I'll tell you when it was, before 2007 when I started working here, because I have no recollection of that. You don't have recollection of anything. I had tuned them out. <laughs> I was one of those guys, Jerry, after the baseball strike of 94. I was like, I am not watching for a couple years. 2005. 2005. All right. (laughs) Well, it turns out uh, they've been uh, more involved than I thought. Yes. Uh, And the twins, Jerry, are going to retire Joe Mauer's number seven. Right. Let me ask you this sports question. Is he the most famous number seven in baseball? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He's such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's wrong with you? He is That's in Minnesota. Cool. To have your number retired? Yeah. yeah, I agree. You'd love to have your number retired at, uh, where's it, Colonia High School? Colonia High School. Of course, you didn't play any sports. So I'd never had a jersey, actually. You didn't play number. anything in high school? No. So, like, what did you do? I went home. <laughs> this is a precursor to the rest of your life. Well, I played, instead of baseball, I played wiffle ball. Instead of football, I played touch football right my but you didn't play any team sports no in team high school so, because i legitimately it was where's paul let's play one-on-one flag football <laughs> steady qb when i went That's back right. and spoke to colonia high school last week yeah one of the students asked me why didn't you, <laughs> Do you have grandchildren <laughs> why didn't you play sports and you know what i told a room full of high school oh, geez, kids i can only imagine why I didn't want to take a shower <laughs> at school in front of other boys. You do That's what I said to students. Why would you say that? And they all said, no one showers after. No, they go home. They go home. I thought, oh, who would <laughs> You really thought that going yes. back to 1988 or whatever yes. the hell it was? What is wrong? Wow. If the, if the uh, head coach of the high school football team would have had an assembly and said, join the football team. We don't shower right after. I would have tried to go out for something. Kicker. Kicker. I was going to say kicker or punter. (laughs) You're such a moron. Something, Jerry. You were were afraid of being the one with the towel around your waist. Yeah. And having one of the big linemen grab it, spin it, and towel your ass. Because at that age, there are people in the locker room with hair, men, who are the same age as people with no hair, boys. I was a boy. You were a boy until you were 23. Amongst, <laughs> amongst men. So I was not interested in high school sports. And Carrie Underwood, Jerry, was not happy. What's her problem With now? some critiques from Sports Illustrated's Jessica Smetana. Okay. No what chance did, I got that name right. What did right, Jessica say? That she didn't care for the Carrie Underwood song. I don't either. I, mean, I don't think anybody week, does. Why every week do we have to hear it? I don't know. It's not great. It's that, whatever. And the other thing I could do without is, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott, Ohio State. I know you hate that. Because oh, it goes on and on and on. Sometimes it's midway through the first quarter you know and I haven't though? finished it yet. As a somewhat play-by-play guy, 
I I love the idea that you don't have to do that nonsense. You do. Roll it out. Yeah, absolutely. And when a guy says, like, Al Duke's Colonia High School instead of the college, that means they're mad at their college? I would assume so, yes. That they have no ties to it or relationship right. with it. Or they want to be paid to say it. Who the hell knows? Would you be surprised? Or they're just giving a shout-out to their high school. Could be. I like when they're like, the U. The U. Okay. Or why do they say the Ohio State? I don't know. You're going to Ohio State later this year for Rutgers. I am right after the Super Bowl trip. Could you ask one of the people out there? Why they say the Ohio State University? Like if you find the president of the school. Oh, yeah. I'll be walking (laughs) campus. There'll be nobody there, right? I don't think they'll be back in school at that point. Oh, they're not. Um, Maybe. End of January, I guess they could be back. They'll be back, Jerry. I don't know. I feel like kids don't go to school much in college. Me neither. It's almost like winter break, spring break, fall break, Christmas break. Have a class. Take a break. December 5th, finals week. What? This is not even Christmas for like three weeks. And then they're off for six. Yes. We could go back to college. Oh, my God. We should be college professors. That'd be fun. What could I teach? You? Radio. I guess. History of broadcasting. (laughs) Tools to deal with puberty. (laughs) As a (laughs) 20-year-old. We have to take a break. That's not a class. Uh, uh, Boomer and Geo coming up at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. We've got a couple of minutes to the top. Uh, Very quickly, the Nets beat the Lakers last night. The Nets are a fun watch. They've won six in a row. Uh, Last night was pretty cool. Jared Allen blocked LeBron's dunk attempt early on in this game, so uh, good for them. Six straight wins for the Nets. Was that an upset to beat the uh, Lakers? Um, I don't know what the spread was. I mean, the Lakers have played much better, and the Nets have played. Because Remember, the Lakers got off to a bad start with LeBron. Lakers are good, too, um, but the Nets... No, at home, six straight, pretty good. All right. I saw Evan Roberts did an emergency podcast. After emergency. Win. Yeah. He has not asked me to be on his podcast yet, but everybody else has been on. You know, I think so because you. I, I've also felt that way. Like, why am I not on this right. podcast? But I think he does it after the Joe and Evan show, and we're long gone. That's not true. He actually is in here at 630 in the morning now and records some of them at 7 a.m. Really? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Right, Tommy well then, Lugauer came into work three hours early a couple of weeks ago to be a star on the well, podcast. We have our own podcast. Jerry, uh, this is not sports-related, but very enjoyable to watch. Porch Pirate versus former NASA awesome. fella who uh, rigged up on his front porch. He put what looked like an Amazon package. This is tremendous. He filled it with uh, cameras, glitter, and fart spray. Yes, that he said one spray would clear a room. He programmed it to spray five times, and then after 30 seconds, spray five more times. Yeah, so you'll see video of uh, someone steals his package, puts it on the front seat of their car. A glitter bomb goes off. It is awesome. Then fart spray, <laughs> which you used to be able to buy at Spencer's. You probably still can. I know I bought that as a kid. Of course you did. And whoopee cushions. To do what with it? I don't know. Doesn't surprise me, though. Spray it on my friends. <laughs> yeah, Spend yeah. your mornings with... 